It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's the international poppy Franco Varga, and you're now listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, the biggest podcast ever. <laughs> You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time, your host, Stu Palmer! Welcome back, welcome back my listeners and viewers and this is episode 131 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast and my guest today comes from Virginia in the good old US of A. It's up and coming talent, Jake Hollister. Jake started out in the business at the age of 15. We get to hear about being under the mentorship, the tutelage of two-time guest on SWP, Franco Varga. All the advice that he's had from Franco, which has been so invaluable to him up to this point in his early wrestling career. He is the leader of the Emo Club. He's incorporated Emo into his style, into his gear. And he's very heavily influenced by Panic at the Disco, who he's seen recently on tour. So yeah, just great to hear about that. And also horror movies as well, how that's influenced his character, the way he is, his attire. Just great getting a background into how he's cultivated his character up to now. Jake has been involved with first time ever events. He's been on every show so far. It was amazing to hear about the tour to the UK as well. He did first time ever over here in the UK last year. He had a great time with Franco and he had great stuff to say about the UK. He took on Jody Fleisch as well. So some really good stuff about getting in the ring with a legend of British wrestling and European wrestling and world wrestling, Jody Fleisch. He had some great experiences with him and you'll get to hear about all this and more today with the leader of the Emo Club. It is Mr. Jake Hollister, all the way from Virginia in the good old US of A. Enjoy. My guest today, all the way from Virginia in the good old US of A. It is pro wrestler, independent pro wrestler, Jake Hollister on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today. How are we, Jake? Chilling, bro. How are you? All good. All good. It's nice and early there, so I appreciate you coming on so early on onto the show. Oh, it's fine. Actually, if anyone knows me, they know I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so, 
being out this early, you know, it's for a good cause. And being on your podcast was definitely the right choice of waking up. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Now, you've been wrestling since the age of 15, training and all that. How's it been? How's it been uh, under the learning tree as such? You know, I know you're very close with Franco Varga, who's been a guest on this show twice. So, yeah, just your start in wrestling, you know, learning, learning the trade, man. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, man. Kind of almost how most people started. I found a local school at the age of 15 um, called Southside Pro Wrestling here in Virginia Beach. Uh, started learning under a guy named Mark Myers. And kind of as time went on, they actually sold the school. So I kind of had to learn on the road, in a sense, picking up guys like Franco Varga, who's been teaching me stuff that you won't find in wrestling schools that sh that they should be teaching, like actual like locker room etiquette, how to like get yourself booked, and like just stuff that I was never taught as a young kid. And I always find myself evolving with him. So definitely from, I think I've been on the road with Franco for almost four years. So, yeah, it's a good, definitely been a journey. It's a good chunk of time, that as well, isn't it? And I know how, you know how well respected Franco is, not just in the US of A, because, of course, you came over here to the UK for a tour, didn't you, last year with him? So, yeah, yes. you know, Franco, Franco is literally worldwide, mm -hmm. isn't he? Yes, he is the uh, international wrestling star, I believe, is on one of his T-shirts. Um, he is the late Queen's favorite wrestler. Forever will go down in history as her favorite wrestler. So, definitely a man respected around the world. How, how was it, you know, obviously training in the early portion? Did you find it easy learning, learning the stuff in ring? Or how, how was it for you, you know, and, and developing a move set and stuff of that nature? So, I was always an athlete growing up, whether it was us playing baseball, lacrosse, basketball. Um, so, all the athletic abilities came natural to me. And developing, actually, I guess my moveset is constantly evolving still. Like, I'm finding stuff that I do now that I've never done four years ago. And stuff I did five years ago, I don't do now. So it's definitely evolving and kind of like everything in the world, you have to keep up with wrestling. Right? I got you, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're in almost guys my size are hitting harder, flying across the ring while maintaining the tell story. Where was, where was your first match then? Where were you for that? How that came about? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so my first ever match was August of 2016. I was 18 years old, and it was actually in a small hole-in-the-wall promotion uh, here in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, actually, called HCW. Um, it was against one of the guys from my school that helped train me named Sterling Williams. He was like a smaller guy, so I kind of took to him. Like, oh, he's been doing it longer than me, and he's small. So he must know something. But, um, yeah, no, definitely kicked the living out. Can I curse on the show? You no? can curse, mate. Fire away. I'll put an explicit thing on the content on, on the podcast thing. It's fine. You can swear, man. You. you are free he to swear. He literally 
kick the shit out of my back. Kind of the welcome to wrestling, kid. I'll be, and then I'll, ever since then, it's just been on the up and up. How, how did that feel, taking that the first time? Oh, definitely, like, a little shock factor. Had the little pins and needles go down my arm. Um, almost like, you know, someone just kicked the little shit out of you. <laughs> how, I was going to ask as well, obviously developing your character. Now, I know you love emo music. You're the leader of the emo side. So, yeah, how did that come about? And yeah, what did you take away from, from the emo, the genre of emo, into your wrestling? So, for those who don't know, the whole emo club, all that has been developed within the last year. Before that, I was the pretty boy professional wrestling. Uh, the whole emo side and the horror movie side, that's literally who I am outside the ring. And I've learned a lot of people were connecting more to me with everything I love outside of wrestling. So I'm like, why don't I just blend the two worlds together? And it's honestly one of the best things I've ever done. Because for those who don't know, I do have a, a, a online portion of merchandise on Hot Topics website. Um, and the amount of people that have come up to me who relate to me how I related to a lot of bands in the emo scene is like a dream come true. So it's just like, I get to be who I am without having to put on like a different face and get to do what I love to do. I suppose like, obviously if it comes natural, you know, naturally to you, as you say, you know, the audience, the, the fans are going to gravitate, aren't they as well as, as you, as you alluded to. Exactly. Cause I don't know if anyone else can do this, but I can very well pick up when someone's not being a hundred percent natural about themselves. It's just like, all right, why do I care about them? Okay. Versus someone who's being generally them. And it gives you that emotional connection. Like, oh my God, I can relate to them. Who so, was, was some of your favorite bands within the emo genre? I'd like to ask that as well, man. That'd be good. So, the top five is definitely Panic at the Disco. I actually just saw them in concert the day after Franco saw them. No, I did not copy him. I got to get that record straight. Um, Ice Nine Kills, Motionless in White, Sleeping with Sirens, Asking Alexandra, uh, Fallen in Reverse, and like I can go on for hours and hours talking about bands. So we're just going to kind of cap it there. <laughs> that could be a... That could be a whole different show in itself, Jake. We could be it could. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah, soon there was. I tell you what, there's one band from years ago, the emo alternative rock, definitely. Yeah, a band that were underrated. Letter Letter Kills. That was one of my best, one of my favorite albums. But you know, they, they were signed to Island Records. I think it's part part of Def Jam, is it? Um, but they, they should have been bigger than they were, you know. They, they were on, like, the Vans Warped Tour compilations and stuff like that. But um, yeah. they, they, that album um, was amazing. Absolutely amazing. 2004, Jake. I'm aging myself a little bit there. As soon as we're done with here, I'm actually going to go ahead and look them up and add them to my playlist. It's a solid... It, the album they did was solid. Every track... Not a lot of albums I can listen to, but I like every single track. But, yeah... 
that's a whole different topic. Because <laughs> we're, we're on here to talk about your career and how it's been going on. But yeah, I want to ask about the UK tour, how, how you know that was as an experience for you. And you've also wrestled Jody Fleisch, who was a previous guest on this show. Jody Fleisch, I loved him growing up. He was one of my favourites. He really was. So yeah, the UK tour, man, how was that and how it differed? So being in the US and, you know, you're on the road a lot in the US. How was it, how was it different? And the match with Jody as well. Um, I'm going to say I absolutely miss the UK. I actually been talking to Franco about when, when are we coming back. So definitely keep your eye out for something in the near future. But it was such an amazing journey. Like, I know we landed in Horthrow in London. And then the first night, just experiencing London nightlife, it was like a whole new world to me. Um, the match itself with Jody, I learned so much like under him. Apparently, it's one of the hardest matches to get, um, especially for someone who's it's his first tour. So definitely felt a little more pressure than normal. But, like, as soon as the bell rang, like, him and I just had a lot of fun. And everything just came natural to us. I definitely learned a lot from him. And, yeah, that's definitely a match I would love to run back at some point. I know he's currently injured, I believe, with an ankle or knee yeah. injury. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, so, definitely wish him the best. You know, well, we're sending you love and positive vibe, uh, Jody. But, uh, yeah, no, the UK tour was super fun, super exhausting because it was literally wake up, travel, wrestle, pub, wake up, travel, wrestle, pub for five days straight. But I wouldn't have, like, traded that in the world. How much, but, how, how many beers, how many alcoholic drinks are you having? Did, you get, uh, did it get messy? Over, over here, people like to get messy in the pubs. Uh, let's just say I kept up with Franco, and who has seen Franco, he's not a small guy. No, no. He's got about a hundred and something pounds on me, so uh, definitely more than I can count, soberly. <laughs> how, how um, I was going to ask, obviously, London, how did you find it in terms of, you know, it's very, it's very fast-paced down there. I'm, I'm up on the coast in Wales, so I'm about... Four or five hours away from London, but yeah, some other stuff about London that you took away as, as a place, as a city. So, I'm originally from New York, so I'm used to the fast place New York City lifestyle. Um, people are a lot nicer in London than in New York, I would say that for sure. So, it was definitely having Franco there helped because he's been over there, I was thinking, three times prior to me. So definitely having him and just exploring the city, I, it felt like a warm, welcome New York. Ironically, as that sounds. How how about the food, man? What what did oh, you, man. what, what so, were you eating that was different? It's obviously, what you have over there. So this isn't different than what we have over here, but Franco and I actually stumbled upon a small little. Uh, place called chicken joint and i think it was like 12 o'clock in the morning november so you know it's cold and eating hot 
chicken tenders and uh, chips. Oh, man. Um, and then just authentic pub food, authentic fish and chips. Just experiencing what you guys had versus what we had. American food's a lot more greasier. <laughs> I would say that for sure. Uh, one thing we did do was uh, a McDonald's comparison because I think McDonald's is a globally known fast food chain. So it's probably one of the easiest comparisons. And your guys' uh, chicken nuggets were like actual chicken. And that caught me off guard. It wasn't processed. It wasn't like super greasy. I wasn't like hating myself afterwards. <laughs> so definitely loved the food over there <laughs> a little bit more than over here. Jake, did you come up? You came up into the north of England on that tour as well, didn't you? That's not that's not too far away from where I am. You see, so you know, coming coming out the hustle and bustle of London, you know the way it is. How how was it up north? How how did you find it up, up the north of England? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, so most of that tour was, let's see. We can actually go city by city. Night one was Bolton. Yes. Uh, Bolton was smaller than I thought. Like everything was in walking distance if that um super like active night nightlife uh definitely a place i would love to go back and we went for bolton town wrestling night two was pcw presents first time ever um so we're out in preston preston's nice knife life was definitely a little bit more wild um, everyone up there definitely loved uh, shutting pubs down. So I think we had a five o'clock bus and people were still drinking. It was just like, what? <laughs> um, and then the Sunday date was charity pro wrestling in Southampton. And that was kind of a more mellow night for us. So definitely went from like a young crowd in Bolton to an older maybe like mid-20s early 30 crowd to Preston to like your family-oriented Southampton crowd definitely saw a wide variety of culture changes just in those cities alone it's it's mad isn't it because you know compared to America the size of America we're, we're, very, we're small we're small man over here but there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of differences from towns and cities. There is, there is the, the pace, the pace of it, obviously, as we've said. I think people up in the north are a bit more easygoing as well. That's one thing I would take away from it. But, man, the fact that, you, you know, up and down the country in them five days as well, you did a lot, didn't you? Yes, lots of uh, buses, trains. Uh, one thing I am a little grateful for was the fact that we didn't have to drive. But it was definitely one of the best ways to see the whole country that we did get to see. Um, super beautiful scenery. Amazing. Like countryside and all that. It was 
definitely an experience I want to go experience again. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. It's nice to hear that you liked it over, over here, man. Amazing, amazing. Now, your character is very much influenced by horror films. You know, as you've sent me, you sent me some information, didn't you? So, yeah. How about that, man? And, you know, developing that into your psyche, your gimmick, you know, the way you, the way you wrestle. What, what films, you know, influenced you the most in the horror genre with the character? So, it all started with Beetlejuice. Um, I grew up watching Beetlejuice and Tim Burton movies. And when I was talking to my gear guy, I was like, all right, what's something we can do that's a little bit different versus what everyone's doing right now? And we talked about horror movies and it was like, oh, can you do this? And he was like, I got you. So from Beetlejuice, we moved to Freddy Krueger because the first horror movie I guess I've technically seen was Freddy versus Jason back when I was like seven years old. Uh, so I definitely pay homage to Wes Craven, Robert England, um, all those guys. Uh, the latest gear was Pennywise from It with the raincoat for Georgie. So like I said, man, it's literally just me. You can ask any of my friends outside of wrestling that know me. Um, I'm the person who will fall asleep to a horror movie. And, like, sleep perfectly fine. Um, it's very rare that I'm not, like, watching something spooky or horror-related. Um, it's literally just who I am. That's cool, man. No, that's cool that you've done that. You've incorporated that into your, into your wrestling. Amazing, amazing. Now, Jake, I know you've wrestled guys, you know, Colby Carino, highly regarded, of course. Leo Ruffin as well. But yeah, obviously getting in there with them two guys firstly. And then after that, I'd like to know who you'd like to get in with, like a dream, a dream scenario, a dream match that you'd love to have, you know, going, going forward in your career. I got you. So actually, it's coming up in December for first time ever, uh, Illinois. And straight in Illinois, it's Jake Hollister versus Myron Reed. Amazing. That is a matchup that's been in my ear, talked about an idea that I've want, like I loved for a little over a year now. And we're finally getting like to make it happen. That's amazing. Um, another guest, another guest who's been on this show. About, about a year or two ago, man. Yeah, there's links. There's links there with that shit, with this show. But uh, I think from the first time him and I shared a locker room, that's when the chatter started of Hollister versus Reed. So definitely excited for that. I'm definitely about to change my workout routine a little bit more, get a little bit more cardio-based, uh, step away from, like, the power lifting and, like, the weights. And definitely, like, make sure I'm giving him everything I have. Because that's a match that a lot of people are excited to see. And the poster dropped yesterday. My DMs got flooded. I, I came across it yesterday because it's been posted. Yeah, the flyer, man. Hammer, Hammerstone's on the show as well, which is amazing. What a talent. What a talent he is. That's our main event. Franco Varger yeah, versus Hammerstone. That'll be... That'll be Top draw that will amazing. That's another match that has been like in the winds, as people say, for a while. Like that whole card should be stacked from opening bell to the last bell. And for those who can't be there in person, 
uh, definitely check out Global Fight Pass, and I believe it will be streamed on Fight TV. Big. It's gonna do. It's gonna do big numbers, isn't it? You know, with Fight TV involved, which is amazing. It's great, great for you guys. More, more eyes, more eyes on you guys on at the event, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, over there, you guys have Power Forward. Am I correct? They. It's not John. John's still doing stuff, but as a as a streaming service, it isn't anymore. But he's um, he was at Clash at the Castle in Cardiff you know, a month ago. So he was interviewing all the guys, guys and gals like Rhea Ripley and all that. So John, John is doing press and doing stuff, but I think it was with Sports Key to Wrestling. I think that's who who, he, who he's affiliated with now. Uh, but they they did they did so well for the for the UK scene with Powered Four when it was around. Yeah, I remember when uh, I think it was first time ever two or three we got streamed over there for you guys, and that was big for us. And that was right before the UK tour that I went on. They did a lot. John and Rich did a lot for me as well. I'm forever grateful. You know, they, they really, they, they were great. They were great support to me as well, Jake, you know, when I was doing the podcast. Yeah, it's definitely good having those bigger outlets supporting everybody without being a dick about it. Because you, you, you'll get guys that are like either making waves like a name for themselves and then they forget to give back to the people who are trying to be there there so. again there again man it's it, like you said earlier it's etiquette it's it's your etiquette as much as what you're doing in the ring and all that and your character and that, i say paying it back and, and the respect isn't it for the business and the all all facets of the business yes and if that's doing podcasts um doing like surprisingly kid on his birthday like just anything anybody can do like there's so much more than just the wrestling that people are forgetting about do you see that, that do you see that a lot jake with, with people not not paying it back uh in a sense is in my area yeah um that's why i'm based in virginia but you don't see me wrestle in virginia often um it's not shots to anyone. There's no, like, no, of course not. No, no heat to anyone. It's just I know where I want to be, and guys like Franco and I share the same goal-minded. So surround yourself by people who you want to be in the future with, kind of deal. Absolutely, man. You can tell. You can just tell with you that the respect, and that's number one. And you know, you've got to do what's right for you as well. In the same token, and if they're not paying it back in Virginia. You know, you're getting your bookings. You're all you're all over the country, aren't you? So no, no more more power to you, and that that's cool. The, the respect you've got for wrestling, man. I, I you know that's that's amazing. Yeah, I've loved this business since I was six years old. Um, watching guys like Shawn Michaels, a standard guy that you probably hear a lot, but um, definitely without wrestling, I would have not been the person I am today. So anything I can do to give back, I'm going to find a way to do it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions, actually. You've alluded to Shawn Michaels there. It influences, you know, when you were growing up watching it as well as Shawn Michaels, maybe some matches as well that, that really, you know, got you got you in, into it and got your juices flowing wanting to be, wanting to be in the business, should I say. So the 
first ever SmackDown I ever watched, it was actually when John Cena rat battled the Big Show. Seeing those guys and seeing the Undertaker, I was just like, "What is this?" Like little six year old eyes just lit up, like big smiles. And ever since then, I was hooked. Um, then, as I got older, you know, DVDs of guys before I started watching. So you got the Attitude Era. Um, then you, I discovered WCW, which led me to Eddie Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio, like the actual true cruiserweights uh, before what how big it is now. Because back in the day, it was all guys, you know, the six foot two, 200 plus pound, uh, larger than life athletes. And yet WCW was putting on people my size. And I was just like, I can do this. Uh, and like I said, as soon as I turned 15, I found that school and uh, haven't looked back. What about other matches? Obviously, you know, you've alluded to Eddie and Ray, Halloween Havoc 1997. What a, what a match. Just t- timeless. It'll never age. It'll never age. Really. They were just ahead of their time. It was different. All the stuff they were doing, man, in that match. But yeah, some more matches, Jake, that you really, you know, stick out. I know that could be quite hard and it's a very broad <laughs> question because I'm sure you could tell me hundreds of matches. Uh, you know, this, you got your Sean versus Undertaker, uh, one and two, uh, that stick out, uh, geez, there, there's, there's been a lot, anything Eddie and Chris Benoit, um, yeah, yeah, that's a name that you don't hear much talked about, um, but definitely he, anything they did in the ring together was definitely magic. Um, so pretty much from 2006 to around 2008 is like the era where I grew up in wrestling. But it was a good time, man. I was, I was in attendance for Sean and Taker too. Uh, you know, two different matches in some respects. I wish I was there at 25. I was meant to go. I was meant to go to, to Houston, but it didn't happen. But uh, yeah, I was in attendance for Taker Michaels too. In Phoenix, it was unreal. It was unreal being there in, in person, man. What a match! Yeah, like that's one of those matches I can just turn on any time of day. Any like no contest, just like okay, I can sit down, watch this, and then go on with my day. What about tag matches, man? Is there anything like no tag teams as well? Again, it's a broad question. Mm. We mm. can talk about this all day long, man. <laughs> it just opens up a chasm. Opens up like a cave, doesn't it? Of of you know matches for you, but yeah, some of the tag tag teams and and matches that stick out for you, man. So definitely a big DX guy. Definitely grew up on DX. Um, anything Sean and Triple H did uh, together, uh, their whole feud with the McMahons was hysterical and such a classic. Um, definitely a core memory. Uh, actually, Cena and Michaels, that brings up that like unlocks a little thing in my head. Um, tag teams, let's see, actually, Brian Kendrick and Paul London, yeah. another two small guys ahead of their time. And they had the they had the belts for so long, you know, on SmackDown. They had a long they had a long run with them tag belts, didn't they? To be fair to him, probably uh, probably overlooked. 
it, yes. by, by fans, you know, just how good they were. And that was, a, that was a significant time, especially for SmackDown, when you look at what guys were in the company. Yeah, and like those guys, again, another example of smaller guys doing what I want to do. So definitely took to them. And I would actually add both of those guys to the dream list of matches. Um, either singles or if I have to go find a partner, tag, whatever the case may be. Um, definitely adding those two guys on that list. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Amazing, amazing. No, cool, man. Nice. It was nice to hear Kendrick and London being brought up, because when I ask questions, you know, a lot of the time it's the same people. That was no, that was a nice touch, man, for you to bring them up. I'd like to ask you as well, what other shows have you got coming up? Obviously, we know about first time ever in Chicago and Illinois in December, but yes, shows that are coming up in the next couple of months leading into that show. Uh, the next couple of months are definitely a rebuild for me in the gym-wise. So whenever I have big matches or bigger matches coming up, I kind of take the month um, work out, study film, train in the rain, like make sure I'm at 110% that I can be because this is wrestling, the St. Ballet, shit could happen. Um, I definitely like want to show out for this match. Um, but after first time ever Illinois, we have on tap wrestling, uh, in January, uh, t- to be announced. Uh, location and matches will be announced here shortly. Uh, on tap's a new thing that the people at Global Fight Pass has uh, come up with, and it's incorporating family fun wrestling with the bar scene. So come enjoy a family fun show while having a drink. It's a good concept, isn't it? That the family can come to that, you know, in, in a more adult setting with the alcohol. But no, that's that's cool that they've matched, you know, merged that together. Yeah, because nowadays you see, like, bar shows and people automatically think, oh, it's going to be deathmatch wrestling or, like, cursing, not family-friendly. It's like, why don't we, like, be the family-friendly bar show? It's cool, man. No, no, no. I'm glad I'm glad you're doing different shows and different venues and cool. It's cool, man. It's very, very cool. Now, before we go, obviously, to plug your social media where the fans, the viewers, the listeners of this show can find Jake Hollister. That'd be great of in course. closing. On Twitter, you can find me at Pretty Jake H. On Instagram, I'm at the hot the oh wow, I can't talk. This is why I don't do mornings, Stu. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, I am the Jake Hollister. And on Facebook, just type in Jake Hollister and you'll see my pretty little face. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> my guest today, all the way from Virginia. In the good old US of A, it's independent wrestling star. It's Mr. Jake Hollister. And just an absolute blast having you on, man. I've loved it. I've loved it. And also, you know, into the future, I will get you back on because I know there's going to be loads of shows that you're going to be doing. So we will have you back on. 
for the, you know your latest stuff as it happens into 2023 as well, man. It's been a blast having you on. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been a blast, man. A big, big thank you there to Jake Hollister. And as you heard, first time ever Illinois, which has been announced over the past week. And it is on December 3rd on Fight TV and Global Fight Pass as well. And he'll take on a former guest of this show, former MLW middleweight champion, Myron Reed. What a match that is going to be. It's going to be amazing. And it was just great hearing a portion of Jake's story. He's done so much in pro wrestling. And it was lovely. It was lovely having him on. I will see you all very, very soon for episode 132 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. And thanks once again for listening and viewing the show. Take care, all the best, and God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.